Life Happens with Pinelo Mutine. Such a pleasure this afternoon to be talking to RJ Benjamin, who is an art critic, musician, and really all around awesome, awesome guy. We've missed you, RJ. Hi. Happy New Year. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, we haven't spoken in a year. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? Are you well? How's COVID treating you? How's this COVID season treating you? Fine, fine. I mean, my fam and I, uh, we all got it in Cape Town uh, on holiday, so to speak, in December. But um, thankfully, we kind of got through unscathed. Um, And the baby? uh, And the baby. Look, she had it. She Um, had COVID? Yeah. The the symptoms that babies present are basically nothing except maybe a a, a A bad tummy. Okay. Um, but she's fine. You know, she she went through a weird thing. I wonder if other listeners had it, but something called sleep. Uh, what's it called? Sleep regression. What does that uh, mean? Where, where essentially, I mean, my kid's 20 months old, but yes. she was basically sleeping like she was a newborn, oh. which was not easy for about a month. But I'm back to normal. We're back to normal. Everything's fine. Well, <laughs> I'm so glad to have you back because, um, you know, you always bring it. And today when we asked you to come on, you... I mean, I undoubtedly brought one of the most amazing artists the world mm. has ever come across, and that is Ray Charles. I was really excited about this. Oh, man. You know, it's, uh, I actually couldn't believe I, um, I forgot about I, you, you know, every now and then I'll be like, why do we do this guy? Yeah. You know, and I cannot believe I, I, uh, yes. we haven't done Ray Charles yeah. yet. Um, he's a treasure, really. Like, like he's a once-in-a-lifetime artist, without a doubt. Mm. So, I mean, Ray Charles's history is also very, very textured. It's very, it's very rich. And I think it builds on to why he is a musician yeah. that he is. Without a doubt. I mean, and, and that's why I, I kind of, I, there, there were things that were unavoidable. Mm. You know, his life made him who, who he was. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, uh, shall we dig into yes, that Yes, let's go there. Yeah. I mean, he's got an incredible story. So, so Ray Charles's full name officially was Ray Charles Robinson, mm. but but how he got the Robinson name is, it, you know, that's a fascinating story in itself. So his mother was um, a, a woman named Rita Williams, mm. um, and and uh, and unfortunately, her mother died when she was just a little girl, mm. and her father abandoned her. She was then taken in and adopted by this family, the the Robinson family, mm-hmm. um, a gentleman named Bailey, um, and then Mary Jane Robinson was uh, uh, his, uh, his oh. partner. Um, now, these were people that he, uh, her mother had worked for. Sure. And she lands up falling pregnant at 15 years old um, with Ray by Bailey Robinson. Oh, my word. Which, which is already yes. crazy, and it's scandal, yeah. and and he's born into this world as a scandalous, you mm. know, child. Mm. Um, now, interestingly enough, Mary Jane Bailey's other uh, um, wife mm. had uh, lost a child, and and so ultimately Ray's early years uh, and upbringing was really being brought up by both Aretha and Mary Jane, which mm. must have been strange in itself. Mm. But this is. Uh, you, you know, it, in essence, he had two mothers in mm. his early life. Mm. Uh, sadly, things get worse from there. Uh, Bailey Robinson, mm. Ray's father, abandons him, mm. abandons all of it. Mm. And he goes somewhere else to get married. That's the last you hear mm. about uh, about Bailey. 
And uh, by, by Ray's uh, first birthday, um, he already had another brother, George. By, by Bailey as well. Well, no. This is the funny thing. No one really knows. So, so uh, the information online and in interviews, mm. no one can can uh, can officially say it was mm. by Bailey. Mm. So it's quite possible that uh, that George's father was somebody else. Could have been Bailey. Yeah. But no one really knows for sure. And George certainly um, doesn't know. He well, okay. So now he has further tragedy. Um, uh, young Ray and Aretha basically lost George at four years old. Mm. He drowned in a bathtub. Now, if, if anyone's seen the movie Ray with, with Jamie Foxx, there's a scene in the movie which depicts this, and it's absolutely heartbreaking. Mm. And if you haven't seen the movie, it's one of the greatest it biopics is, Yeah, that, that scene sticks out for me. That it, it, With me as well. Yeah. In fact, I kind of muddled it in my brain. Uh, in that like bathtub, in, that steel, it, it's, it's, it stays oh, with me. That And oh, I think it's a black and white, that particular... Uh, Particular I section I, is, I is so. I always filmed. think about that when I'm bathing yeah. my own child. Yeah, yeah. Just, it's a horrific he scene. He just drowns in that tub. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the crazy thing is, there was all this tragedy. Uh, tragedy, and and the further tragedy is, at this stage, Ray could still see. Uh, he was a normal child. He could see. So he had seen things growing up. He had seen a mechanic working across the road. He, uh, you know, various little things that you would you would be seeing up to the age of about four years old. And um, he gets told around this time that he has uh, glaucoma, which is a degenerative uh, eye condition. By the age of seven, Ray Charles is totally blind. Um, by this stage, his mom is, is essentially poor. They're destitute. She did whatever she could at this at this point, to get Ray into a school in Florida, which is where he grew up, uh, the Florida School for the Deaf and the Blind. Now, to be clear, Ray had already learnt music. He had learnt Boogie Woogie um, <laughs> at this stage. Um, you know, those kind of patterns. But once he got to the school, what they started teaching him was to read Braille in music, which, for the record, is one of, is insanely complex. I know people might think that learning the piano is complex. But to learn Braille, okay, it means that one of your hands has to be reading the music. And so how it works is you read the Braille for your, your left hand mm. with your right hand because you can't, if, and then you have to swap around oh, when yes, you read the Braille. So it's, the, it's, it's confusing. And, and yet Ray mastered it. He learned it. He learned to uh, uh, play pieces by Bach. Mozart and Beethoven. You know what, RJ? As as a scholar of music, I find mm. it fascinating just how many stories like this Ray story, mm. where Nina Simone, there are many many people like this, yes, where yes. the only saving grace was the music. Yes. In their childhood. Oh yeah. It's, oh yeah. It fascinates me how um, the, the art literally can save a soul at the most worst of, of their childhood or upbringing or circumstances. Yeah. And this resonates with, with, I mean, as I said, many other artists, Nina Simone's, it's similar stories. That it's, it's all sitting there where the only thing that almost saved these people was the music. No, it's so true. And, and I, I would even go further uh, to say that I think um, it applies to other art forms. Mm, uh, I've yes, heard comedians yes, saying, yes. you know, that they've, they grew up listening to, yeah. uh, you know, Chris, um, yeah. Chris Rock yeah. and, and, and how that influenced them, or yes. Dave Chappelle or, yeah. or Richard Pryor. So yeah. I, I 100% agree with you. Yeah. I think art is incredible 
in, in that sense. Obviously, it has its, its negative effect, and that also happens to Ray later in his mm. life, but we'll get there. Mm. Um, so further tragedy happens to Ray Charles. He's 14 years old, and his mother dies. And um, Ray ultimately, even in his later years, like towards the end of his life, he always talked about the fact that the death of his mother and his brother were the two greatest tragedies of his life. Yeah. So, interesting enough, he decides, even after his mother's funeral, he wants to go back to school and he wants to pursue his education and his music. By this stage, he definitely knows that, that music is, is in his bones and this is what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so he graduates, he finishes school, and he starts playing in many, many bands in Florida. Um, he starts to model himself as a sort of singer-performer uh, on Nat King Cole. And there is footage on YouTube of uh, young, uh, uh, a young Ray Charles kind of doing this. So it would be worth, if anyone's curious about it, uh, just, go, just go and uh, Google uh, YouTube it. Go and, uh, and Google this stuff. Really, really in- interesting. He recorded some songs, but unfortunately, none of the stuff really gained the attention of record labels at the time. Mm. So he decided he wants to move somewhere where there's more more happening. So he moves to Seattle, which is near, uh, which is in Washington State, and he meets a 15 year old Quincy Jones. Interestingly enough, that's also in the movie, and really cool to to kind of watch those scenes mm. happen. It's just one of those incidental things, you know. He meets yeah. another genius. Um, who's 15 years old, and he was a Quincy Jones was already getting into music. He was playing trumpet at the time. Um, soon after that, he would sign to um, Jerry Wexler's label, Swing Time Records. Jerry Wexler is a legendary musician in terms of soul music, um, and and was highly influential in other people eventually, like uh, Otis Redding and Aretha Franklin. Um, and he released some songs through uh, Swing Time Records. Nothing huge moderate success and about a year after that swing time records uh shuts down um, but the the great thing for ray is this landed up being a blessing in disguise he would he he ultimately uh would sign to a guy named amit erdogan um, and forgive my pronunciation he was uh he was a turkish man but he was he was he had been living in america for many years and he is legendary in in the world of jazz and the world of soul music um, and of course, he was a close friend of Jerry Wexler. He, Jerry Wexler sells Ray Charles basically to, to Ahmet's uh, label, very, very well-known label known as Atlantic Records, very famous uh, record label. And this was really the, the sort of uh, the trigger that sort of blew uh, Ray Charles further into, into you know, making hits and, and, and being more widely known. Mm-hmm. He, he records a track called The Mess Around, which a lot of people might know. It's, quite, it's a famous song. You know, the thing is, there are so many great Ray Charles songs. Yeah. I wish we could play them, yeah. but we can't. So Mess Around becomes his sort of first big-ish hit. Um, and then uh, it only took a year after that uh, for Ray to eventually write and record what essentially would become one of his most notable hits, I've Got a Woman. <laughs> well, Everybody knows this song. Let's have a listen. Well, I got a woman way over town that's good to me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
in RJ. We are twisting as we speak. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's amazing music. It still sounds amazing. I love, I love hearing it does. old songs and being like, this still It still rocks. Good. It absolutely still rocks. Let's yeah. take a quick break. I'll be back with more. And I also, I'm, I'm very curious about who else is dancing along. 011-714-2006. And uh, we'll do more of this when we get back after the headlines at 2.30. Life, life happens with Pimelo Motine. Okay, so we continue our wonderful music journey with RJ Benjamin. It's Ray Charles we're looking into today. So we, we then are at a point where we've got this wonderful song um, that we've just played before we went to the headlines. I've got a woman. And, and what did this do to the industry, Ray? Um, did I say Ray? RJ? RJ, are you still there? All right, I'll tell you what, while we sort RJ out, let's play more of Ray Charles. Oh. <laughs> wow, RJ, this is right up our alley. Really, really right up our alley. You, you don't uh, have to ever have heard the song. Yeah. But something in your rhythm picks it up immediately. Oh yeah, I mean, I don't care what uh, what culture race you are from. It's very hard not to yeah. absolutely move your body when absolutely. you hear this kind of music. And it did that, uh, and it was infectious for people at the time. They absolutely lost their minds. Yeah. And it's fascinating how the song came to be because ultimately he was doing his his set. And at the end of one set, he was like, "Let's do a jam session." And he bass, and no one, knew, the band kind of, they just jammed. And he, and he told his singers, it was this famous female backing trio called the Raylettes. And he, to, he basically said to them, listen, I'm going to fool around. Y'all just follow me. <laughs> and he basically, he, uh, it's, it's one of the most famous kind of uh, moments in music history. Mm. Because many, many people say it birthed soul music. Yes. And it was really the call and response thing. So later on in this recording, you hear Ray, and it's very famous. He goes... Mm. And then the uh, the backing singers go, mm. and he goes, ah, ah. and and that's what they did. That, it, it was the first time it really happened in 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 sort of pop popular music, yeah. and it changed the face of pop music. To this day, you hear wow. what's known as call and response. Mm-hmm. It's a it comes from gospel music. Yes, but I was, was going to say first, that. Absolutely, and it was the but it was the first time that someone dared to do it. In, in, a, in a sort of pop music public space, a crossover space. I mean, you so can hear it in the background now as we speak. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That's it, that's it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's amazing. Oh. So, I there mean, then, oh, yeah. then after this success, there was a yeah. complete shift, which I think for me, I mean, this next song we're going to play just yeah. gave him such depth, gave him such oh, richness, which, which I mean, just, just is amazing. Yeah, it, 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 it really is. I, I mean, uh, look, uh, we're talking about the song Georgia. Yes. And, and ultimately, Georgia was an old, already a fairly old American song, mm-hmm. but Ray brought it back. Yeah. And he made the song so popular that the state of Georgia designated the song as their official state song, his version. He won four Grammys for that song the following year. And ultimately, I think Ray was basically, he was all about showing that American music is all connected. Mm. That it's not just about 
gospel being disconnected from blues being disconnected from country uh, country and western mm. daughter was essentially a, a, um, a, a country and western song it had those influences wow. and ray made it soul music which is unbelievable Georgia, Georgia, whoa, Georgia, Georgia. Oh my goodness, RJ, you've just taken us to heaven, Georgia by Ray Charles. I mean, it sounds like you're hearing it for the first time. Yeah, his music has uh, seems to have that effect, uh, and I just think he's so soulful. Mm. Uh, I, um, I, I must say this be, before we play anything else: many, many singers have said that uh, that Ray Charles is the father of soul music. Uh, James Ingram famously, whenever he used to come to South Africa, the late James Ingram, mm. I think, um, he he would always, always make that point and. And truth be told, I'm, I'm a huge Prince fan. When I hear Prince now, particularly singing in his full voice, mm-hmm. not his falsetto, mm-hmm. I, I, I hear Ray Charles. I was not a big Ray Charles fan, but but now I'm, I'm just like, I can hear it in so many soul singers. He, he really is the father so of soul. So let me make a confession. Mm-hmm. Because, because when I was told you're going to do this Ray Charles, and mm. I said, that's RJ. So I hear, <laughs> in your music, I hear Ray Charles. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but this is the thing. So, so you, I almost feel like with every single soul sort of our rhythm and blues artist, you mm. can, you can go, you can point back to Ray Charles. Yeah. So I listened to so much Prince growing, uh, well, uh, you know, being a, a teenager. Yeah. And I was trying to emulate him. I didn't realize that I was actually emulating Ray Charles. Mm. Um, and, and most singers, uh, it will always get back there, specifically if you're sort of a soul R and B singer. Fascinating. Listen, we've run out of time. So what's going to be our last song? I say, I mean, <laughs> let's play Unchain My Heart. It's just another one that I think everybody could uh, move their bodies to. So uh, let's do Unchain My Heart. Another classic, Rachel. Unchain my heart. Unchain my heart. Baby, let me be. Unchain my heart. Unchain my heart. Cause you don't care about me You got me sort of like a pillowcase But you let my love go away So unchain my heart Oh please, please set me free RJ, you've absolutely made my day, my weekend, my, dare I say, my entire week next week. Thank you. This was lovely. <laughs> it's a pleasure. It's, uh, it's nice to talk to you again. <laughs> it's absolutely lovely. So, RJ Benjamin, thank you so much for bringing us the very best of uh, Ray Charles. Hit the road, Jack, and unchain my heart before that.